It's Misinformed Nation, Episode 7. I'm Sir Sir Seatsitter. And joining us today again, we got Woof the King of Kent. There it is, Woof the Cock in the house, baby. Coming live from the Kingdom of Kent. And for the first time around, joining us from also the other side of the pond, we got Mr. Mad Chuck. Hello, hello. It's a British podcast today. Nice to speak to the cock, finally. <laughs> We've done it on Independence Day as well. Happy 4th, everybody. Happy 4th. Well done, guys. This is mi- well done. <laughs> this is Misinformed Nation, where we review shows on and off the stream. Thanks for joining us. And I'll keep talking till this intro music closes yeah, out. I don't know how Blueberry does it. it. This is it. This is it. Mm, yeah. Nice. Ciao. I don't know how Blueberry fills all that time. That was way longer than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Well, how you doing, boys? Great. I am fantastic. Yeah. I, England got through at the semi-finals last night in the Euros. They, they did. They did that. I got very drunk last night. Very drunk. Excellent. Yeah. And for, Stum- for the Americans, stumbled in and out of the. Away. I stumbled in and out of the quack at an ungodly hour. <laughs> <laughs> but for Americans, they don't give a fuck about football. Uh, it's a pretty big deal, to be fair. But yeah, yeah it's not happened in a while. Um, well, I'm but you guys you're talking got about soccer, right? That's the one. Soccer, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. round ball, the one, the, the spherical ball, mm. which is the just one that they um, used to kick um, in between villages. Well, that's the that's how the st- I don't believe that for a second. To be fair, I think it's a mas- masonic ritual every single time they they play. Good, good. It's one, uh, one lodge versus the other lodge. Yeah, pretty much. Which is why Switzerland went getting all the way through. Oh, are they, are they, are they have no lodges over there? Oh, they got too many lodges. Everyone's yeah. got a lodge. Yeah, good point. Good point, well made. Right, I don't know who wants to kick us off, but well, we've got I some clips to play. Well, I definitely need to go last. i got to oh, go you? last because I have way too many clips and they're way too long. So okay. that, right, that yeah. way I can judge how much time we got left and see how many I can get through. So yeah, if you want to kick it off. The producers have uh, faded away by then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to kick it off and then uh, yeah. Mad Chuck, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. go second and I'll go last if that's yep. cool. Cool. Yeah. We'll do a Mad Chuck sandwich. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll let you pick between off and on because um, they're both kind of dealing with the same sort of topic, but not. So, yeah, you go for it. Just uh, number one of anything. Let's start with the on, just out of respect. How about that? Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. Mm-hmm. That's China, boys. <laughs> She's so hot. Her voice is so hot, man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> You're digging that, are you? Yeah, man. Why not? I probably saw out a date or two. You know, you never know. It's probably um, just. I don't uh, know who that is. Do we? Do we know who that is? No clue. No clue. Yeah, I have no idea. I always th- find it funny on DH Unplugged. They have to uh, point out before the show that it's casual and unrehearsed, <laughs> as if <laughs> yeah. you listen, you would think that they scripted the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, well, let's dig into the clips and then we'll see. So the first one I think is talking about about a bit of house cleaning. Um, just, oh, by the way, to everybody, all the producers out there, my neighbours are having a party, so I'm going to try and drown them out with my dulcet tones, but we'll see how that goes, all right? <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's talk about what's going on here. We got the last days of June, volatility and noise throughout the end of the month. We're going to see some rotation, window dressing, things of that nature that happen. Well, 
each and every. What does noise of mean to you? Noise means when you have stocks that will be moving for just you know nothing, just for no real reason. It may be just some unloading, some twisting of the portfolios. So what happens at the end of the quarter, the end of the month? A lot of times for for different types of investors, they're looking to reposition. They may take some of the profits and rebalance into some of the losers. So you're going to maybe see some of the winners for the last quarter in certain strategies take some of the profits off. And move it down. In other strategies, they're going to say, you know what? We're going to actually push it. We're going to let it ride. They may actually increase certain positions and close losing positions. You follow what I'm saying? So there's all these different strategies that are doing things towards the end of the month. Right, and it's got nothing to do with any major trend. It's just, it's like uh, housekeeping. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> little, uh, you know, be, before the guests come, let's clean up the house. And what do you do? You brush all the dirt under the carpet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. look how clean the house is. Get the hoover out. It looks good. <laughs> you put it all into one cupboard, and then no. you open the cupboard and it falls out. Yeah. That is me. I'm tidying up my room when I'm uh, uh, alone. You know, I just shove it all under the bed. But um, Excellent. But this is weird, because it's like uh, you got... He's basically just saying, oh, by the way, legacy finance, every year, they just sweep it under the rug. And uh, mm. I can think of a few other le legacy products that, that seem to use that method. And I don't think it's going to wash going forward with me and the cuck and uh, the N-Nation <laughs> and everyone. What do you think? Mm. Well, sweeping it, if you keep sweeping stuff under the rug, though, it just makes a bigger and bigger lump. So eventually folk are going to start poking away at it. It's a dirty-ass rug, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too. It doesn't fill me with confidence to think no, about that. Not at all. No. And um, and it going on on such a humongous scale, it's like dwarfs every normal um, slave out there, mm -hmm. wage slave working away. These these numbers are, are dots that are just you know what well noughts that are way off of our our radar. So yeah. Yeah. As Reda said these numbers are too uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it almost um, makes it look at like a massive cartoon like none of it's real all the stereotypical things that you think about yeah just... i guess could be couldn't it well let's let's see what they've got to say um this is uh the next one and apparently we're fine so yeah we'll, well find out. Update, we got the... <laughs> sorry i just no, stepped sorry. on you are you ready for three yeah we'll do it in post we'll fix it yeah Always. Well, Always. market update, we got the Fed speaker successfully shifting the discussion last week or week before. It was all about, oh, well, we got inflation and we got the word hawkish in the conversation. We got all this going on. Everybody's like freaking out. We got the inflation. Oh, my God. Powell's going to die. And then a few days later, they're out there. Hey, eh, not to worry. Everything is just fine. Yeah, it's transitory. Transitory. Is it a three-day transitory worry about inflation? And the truth of the matter is, even if we have ridiculous inflation, and even if we have some, I don't know what, let's call it a bone-crushing, economy-shutting-down pandemic, it doesn't matter as long as you flood the system with money. Right? That's what it looks like. I mean, you just me. keep, keep interest rates low, and you flood the system, and all you have to do then is just say, well, all right, we're fine. Who cares where the money comes from as long as it comes? Jesus, Ugh. man. Jesus. Tell it like it is, Horowitz. Don't don't beat around the bush, bro. 
But how long has that been the solution for? It seems like... like would you, it's, yeah. It's, well, uh, in my life, the gold like, standard, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. But since Which 2008... We, we weren't alive for, were we? We didn't have no part in that decision-making. Hmm. I'd say like we should have a little anyway. referendum on it, right? We should have a little redo on that one, see how people really think about it now. I think if you were to do that, you could start counting the number of days you had left on one hand, to be honest with you. <laughs> You'd be getting <laughs> two to the back of the head within a space of like a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gaddafi, he tried it, didn't he? Like how he ended up. And then Saddam, yeah. weren't he on to the same sort of hype? He was like, oh, mm, don't worry yep. about your... We're going to do Euro oil or whatever, Euro whatever. No, petrodollar, like that pe- was it. Petrodollar, yeah. Yep. yeah. Ron so Paul tried it, 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 but they just assassinated him through the media rather than a little... Yeah. Well, that's it. it. This is it. Is that now stronger? Is that hold now stronger? Mm. So they need to do the other thing. Is it just all setting up the dominoes and letting us react so that they can do the, the reaction to the reaction? That's what I think. Um, I th- it does seem a lot like poking at anthills a lot of the time just mm-hmm. seeing where all the ants are going to go and then mm-hmm. once you've once you've done that you can actually plan out a route yeah. so that the ants yeah. go down a certain certain. you could almost path. Uh, uh, arrange some sort of event so that all the ants could turn up I don't yep. know say somewhere around January the 6th and um, to a certain place <laughs> and then you could really see and, yep. and even the ants yep. that didn't turn up would be on, on the old Twitters and the Facebooks talking about it so hmm. yeah um, anyway, so we've gone from we're fine. So let's let's hear what 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 the Fed have got to say in people's ears. This is a bit of a it's a one minute three second clip, so it's not too long. Uh, then we have the tag team of the Fed and the Treasury once again uh, tripping over each other of who's going to say the most dovish comments. Is it going to be Yellen who keeps forgetting that she's in the Treasury and not in the Fed? Yeah, I know she still <laughs> thinks she runs the place. <laughs> she does every once in a while, and then she goes for a while and says, "You know what? I really don't want to speak for the Fed." It's like, well, you just did. <laughs> You just did for 10 minutes. But now, all of a sudden, did you get like that? You know, I think the Fed, they have implants in their ears, seriously. I think once you get into the Fed, you get like the permanent implant. Oh, it's like the Kingsman movie. Yeah. You get a permanent implant. There's a guy talking to you the whole time going, uh, interest rates just ticked up on that uh, particular comment. Uh, talk it back down. Talk it back down. You know, <laughs> markets are wavering. Markets are wavering. Hey, they're coming down 50 points from what you just said. You got to reverse that. Walk it back. <laughs> you know? And then so so probably somebody was at the Fed went to a treasury, and she's talking about this. Uh, Janet, 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 you're no longer the Fed chair. Please resume your treasury <laughs> official uh, category discussion. Horowitz is I don't think I've heard brilliant. Horowitz talk like this in a... He's in, very relaxed. Very often. Very, very relaxed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he's not usually that conspira- conspiratorial. Like, that's yeah, pretty out there for him. It's been a pretty crazy 18 months, guys. A lot of people's uh, their, their little true. radar's gone gone all over the place. It's to be a true. licensed conspiracy therapist at this this day and age is, uh, is a boon. A boon to the mm. world around me. So, yeah. Thanks, thanks, AC, the podfather, for that one. Yeah. I never <laughs> think of that. What a genius comment. Yeah. Totally changed the world. Because then everyone that talks to her, they go, oh, you're a conspiracy therapist. Say, Actually, no, I'm a, I'm a licensed... Yes, yeah. uh, I went. Had to go through an entire Wikipedia article to actually get this. So there you go. That but, yeah, it. it's, it's quite funny with the old Fed here. <laughs> it's quite true as well because she is going around now just doing her thing, and it's almost is it is it like once you've leave this? It's like the club, like they say mm. about the CIA, like you're never out yeah. the CIA. So you leave the Fed, you're not really out the Fed. Still, still well, the Fed. It's, it, as soon as you see the sauce she's being made, 
you mm. don't you're not allowed to speak about it on the street yeah you know what and i mean you don't eat sausages after that right yes yeah but i worked <laughs> yeah. in i worked in mcdonald's for like a year and a half and Yikes. after that you don't eat mcdonald's oh, <laughs> you say, see yeah, what's going thing. on i worked yeah. there for like a month and a half and never ate there again it's crazy man couldn't pay me to eat that bullshit tell you that sorry for swearing but um yeah not sorry not sorry it's horrible stuff <laughs> I hate that the, my uh, my that kids are addicted to bullshit. To, bullshit, to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, talking about fast food, that's a good segue because uh, apparently JCD hates the subway. Uh. There's a few places that I don't eat at. Like I, I specifically don't go there. If somebody said to me, "Hey, uh, you want to meet there?" No. <laughs> so, what place was this? Subway sandwiches. Oh yeah, well Subway's terrible. I'll <laughs> tell you a couple of interesting things in this regard. I hate. I don't like Subway products. I think they're they're inedible. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, one hundred percent agree there. I mean, the smell, just the fact that they tack it onto the old corner shops in weird ways, and just and the cheapness. Mm. Well, if you're spending it, cheap on meat, you you're doing yourself yep. a dis disservice. I think it came out their bread. It had the same ingredients as like a yoga mat. Well, no way. That's what I heard. The, We've got this next clip. This is terrible tuna. Let's see what let's see what they got to say. Subway doesn't have the same uh, conditions, I don't think, for the food quality because tests were done by a commercial lab and it proved that there's no identifiable tuna DNA that was in the Subway's sandwiches. <laughs> it's a Subway tuna sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. The newspaper uh, had the newspaper had 60 inches of tuna sandwiches from three different Subway locations in the LA area tested. The tuna was removed. It was frozen and sent to an unidentified commercial food testing lab as a chain faces a lawsuit filed in the district uh, earlier this year alleging that the ingredients it calls tuna actually contained little tuna at all. So what was found was no amplified tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplified products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. I don't Holy know if maybe they're using I don't, bonita or another fish or... Well, bonita's a tuna. It's disgusting, but yes, or skipjacks or things of that nature or... Uh, but, but, or outfit in albacore. So there's got to be... The only reason you do that, it has to be a cheap fish. Right. Exactly. You can, you, can, you can throw additives in it and make it... They'll let it rot or something. I don't know what you do to make it taste like tuna, but uh, that's, 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 uh, that's terrible that they did that. Jesus Christ. Let's be honest, it's probably all soy. There's probably not a bit of fish in there. Ugh. Gross. Soylent green, man. It's like cat food. It's just cat food, guys. It probably is. It's probably very, very similar. Probably very similar. I think so, yeah. I I would say so. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's a funny one, isn't it? That's uh, that's the longest clip I think I got, apart from the last one. But... um, I don't know what the other one is, actually, how long that is. I haven't, I haven't labelled it, but yeah, it's crazy. Terrible tuna. Terrible, terrible tuna. Who would eat at the Subway, eh? Yeah, I don't eat Subway. I don't mind it, but now I think I've, <laughs> I think that's put me off of it, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think I think the first thing you've got to do is look at your diet. If you want to get from A to B and get motivated, the diet is where they, they've really sort of get us, because um, yeah. I, I, instead of eating a bag of crisps, I eat a bag of salad now, and like two or three bags that day, I feel great. My poo's mm. never been so 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 nice and firm and just easy to get out in one fell swoop. Yeah, I'll eat vegetables and salads one day, like uh, you know, healthier uh, sourced meat, just to make up for that. I ate Taco Bell the day before, you know, balances out. Hmm. I just, yeah. uh, I just, 
eat what's <laughs> whatever I feel like at the at the minute. Yeah. Um, it's just I'm a I, I'm a bit younger, so I can kind of do that. But for now, like, yeah, my old man and stuff, he can't do that anymore. Mm, it's just a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the old cock is coming, guys. There we go. Uh, <laughs> let's see what they got to say about sheltering the rich. ProPublica reported Thursday that the Roth IRA, you have to listen to this carefully, which they reported, a retirement vehicle originally intended to spur middle-class savings was being hijacked by the ultra-wealthy and used to create giant onshore tax shelters. Hmm. Oh, Onshore? Onshore tax shelters? Oh, I didn't catch that. Onshore. 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 My brain just heard offshore. No. Let's go back and hear that last... Sentencing. Savings was being hijacked by the ultra wealthy and used to create giant onshore tax shelters. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Onshore. Yeah. I'm pretty unsure about the onshore. I don't mm. know about you guys. Mm. I'm yeah, very, I, don't know I feel very mean. unsure about onshoreness. Is there any way to I'm, tell whereabouts onshore? Well, there's no, no, I don't, I doubt it. Probably. There are like ta- there are tax havens around. Yeah, That's why I folk buy their own islands, isn't it? Monaco, isn't that one? Yeah, uh, aye. Loads of, loads of millionaires and stuff live Andorra, there. Andorra, um, in the Pyrenees, that's one. That's nice. Uh, Luxembourg. The whole thing about Swiss banks. Switzerland. Yeah. yeah mm. But yeah. The, the fact that it's... Maybe the fact that it says onshore alludes to the fact that it might be somewhere within America as well. I don't know. That might be a bit of a stretch, but... Yeah. Well, if, if it's onshore to Horowitz, because he's in America, then yeah, I'd, I would say so, but I don't know. Well, th- this is the value of having our stream and the shows that are on the stream, and we have to give credence to um, Dvorak uh, Horrors mm. Unplugged. It is fantastic. The tips, they're not, a, they're not, a, they're, you know, it's casual. It's casual. They said it's casual, guys. You go, you're going into it, you know, it's casual. <laughs> so, but you've got to infer from what they've discussed that Subway's a piece of shit and you should short it, and, um, you know. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's that's the fucking sorry. That's the brilliant part about um, their podcast. It's sort of little anecdotes and, and pieces of news that they piece together, and, yeah. and then Horowitz goes, "These are the stocks you should buy." Because I'm yeah, not, I'm not one to be, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't do it. It's myself, absolutely but brilliant. I wish I do. I, one day I might set one up and just have a just an account for them and give them thirty three percent of everything I make. I think mm. That's fair enough. Get your game stocks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, it they do have good form when they do their little picks and stuff, and they, and it isn't a solicitation to buy or sell any stocks of uh, or shares or any securities or no, yeah. no financial or legal advice here or anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah. it, or, or there is here because this is a strictly comedy podcast. So yeah, exactly. they're casting out the comedy. So yeah, it's um it's, it is what it is, and we have to basically look at what we've got. And so let's hear about some fair value because maybe that'd be nice, right? Fair value. One of the things they found was that Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal and an investor in Facebook, had a Roth IRA in 2019 worth $5 billion. So if he waits till he's 59 and a half, he can withdraw all that money tax-free. Pretty good. But they also found out that he purchased his founder's shares of the company that would become... PayPal at 0.001 per share in 1999. And that price was able to buy 1.7 million shares and still fall below the $2,000 minimum contribution limit that was there in, in, in 1999. And 
PayPal later disclosed in an SEC filing that those shares and others issued that year were sold at far below fair value. So that was a little tricky-dicky right there, huh? That's what you do when you're Peter Thiel or any of these guys who that's all they do for a living is think that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is a shock to people, it seems. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why. First of all, I agree that this maneuver was not the intended process. And why should that be allowed in any circumstance to transfer the value of shares far below fair value. Everything should be at fair value, right? Right. If you're moving yeah, stuff I, into an account or buying stuff. If I was doing any of these deals, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be at fair value. Yeah. Jeez, man. It's so crooked. So crooked. That's just what, it's just, it's just how, it's how it is. Wasn't, wasn't Elon involved in all that? As well, he was involved in PayPal. Yeah, yeah, and now uh, Soros owns a majority share of it. I think. Jeez. And we, the only way we can legit donate to the best podcast in the universe at the moment is uh, sending them cash or you know, blankets or something. no, no blankets, just cash. <laughs> I have a uh, off-stream PayPal story. I'll have to tell you, but that you you know we um or. or off stream, I'll have to tell you off stream rather. But you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. right when Soros bought uh, a bunch of shares in PayPal, that's when they kicked our friend AJ off. Yeah. Mm. Nice mate without fire. But yeah, that's fair value. But listen, there is some fair value in this world, I believe. And we might hear about it in the last clip. So let's, let's hear about that. There are no approved straight up Bitcoin ETFs in the US. That doesn't mean. Just hold on before everybody has a mental blowout that there aren't ETFs that are listed somewhere else and then foreign ADRs here. There are no listed through the U.S. system. So GBTC and the other ones that are out there, ETH, whatever, those are all non-here. They're not approved by the SEC by this. But they are ADRs and things that you could trade here. Okay, fine. So the question is, why, why would the, the SEC allow for three times bare Inverse VIX ETFs, okay? Wow. Right? And levered yeah. ETFs that suck, but not have a Bitcoin ETF. Yeah, makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Somebody's got to use that logic with them. Like, uh, uh, can I show you an ETF that is guaranteed to lose? And you approve that. Can you explain that to me, please, sir? And then why can't you tell me? Oh, we don't want the Bitcoin because we don't know if the asset class will be here. We don't know about volatility. Who gives a crap? Nobody cares anyway. You know, half the kids are like, yep, uh, you know, uh, cryptocurrency is here to stay. I'm like, how do you know? Well, it's been around for like eight years. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. It sounds good to yeah, me. That's a good one. Wow. Hmm. So does that mean that I'm not 100% sure of what an ETF is? <laughs> so an ETF is, and, and I'm not educated in this in any way, shape or form, but what I believe an ETF is, is an option to buy or sell a product without actually buying it. And so oh. you can affect the price in a market um, just by floating it on a big enough market. So if you, you was in the, um, was it 
is it the CME or something? The Chicago um, Exchange, which is uh, on average four trillion or something every year, <laughs> is traded on there or something. Just one one exchange, and um, they they put a Bitcoin ETF out. I thought in two thousand seventeen, and it and it and it shot the price up to twenty k really quickly, and then it took it right back down. Right. Again, so. So it's things um, that are affecting the price without actually having any monetary back. Yeah, they don't buy or sell the actual products. They're not. Go- they're not getting any Bitcoin. Holy they shit! Are, they're basically able to suppress gold, that sort of thing. So surely um, that's easier to do with crypto than it is with anything else. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why it's not happening with crypto, and um, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out with my uh my off-stream clips but let's tuck into some some isos first because i brought some along with me i've only got three um the first one is big kisses so let's let's give that say hello to the fam big kisses <laughs> say hello to the fam big kisses oh that's a good one yeah say hello to the fam big kisses i thought that was nice to end the show with and then the next one is wow amazing wow that's pretty amazing <laughs> is that from your uh, is that from your off this is my off stream so if you can guess what my uh my off stream is with that i'd be impressed but you play, can play again. Wow. Get, get... that's pretty amazing wow that's pretty amazing i can't, uh, I can't. i'm not placing the voice really it sounds kind so of try, try the next one and, and then see if you get it the last one like yuck i didn't need to see that <laughs> oh god that sounds like a hate listen all right let's play the intro and we'll find out what it is <laughs> This isn't uh, Sophia with an F, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the Orange Pill podcast, guys. Oh. Yeah, Stacey Herbert, Max Kaiser. Oh. Yeah. Max, Max Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah, we're going to look, look at some Bitcoin. So basically. Let me tell you about Bitcoin. Mm. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's see what we've got. We've got, we've got some 33 seconds. The difficulty adjustment. I've been talking to the folks about this. To be- <laughs> that was actually not a bad impression. Though. I mean, it's not bad. Okay, sorry. I was getting I've been with talking this guy. to the folks about this, developers, Bitcoiners, about this for years, about the target number, which is part, of course, of the difficulty adjustment. And we're going through the massive difficulty adjustment right now. We're going to see a downward revision in the difficulty adjustment of 25% or more. And a lot of people have been talking about that. And the difficulty adjustment vacillates essentially between zero and one. And the idea is it can never go to zero. It can go very, very small and it's heading toward infinitely small. But uh, it can't really go to zero. If Jordan Jesus. Peterson is Kermit the Frog, this guy is like Animal from the Muppets, dude. <laughs> we got to get, we got to get them in the room. <laughs> and then add Ben Shapiro in there as well. <laughs> oh my word! Uh, he'd be, it, ben Shapiro would be Beaker. Beaker, jeez. So is he saying that Bitcoin can't go to zero? No, oh. so the difficulty adjustment can't go to zero. The difficulty adjustment is when the miners mine another block. They make it harder mm-hmm. to do so. Uh, it's what, a part of a, a sort of uh, a, a trinity of things that keep Bitcoin uh, stable and sensible money. Um, the way that there's a sort of feedback loop between proof of work, uh, I think it is, and the price itself and the, I don't know, the third one the product i mean i've listened to this, this these guys for a couple of episodes 
they're they're pretty pro Bitcoin. I've got to tell you that, and maybe we yeah. should find out how pro Bitcoin in the next thirty three second clip, which is um, BTC beats energy. Uh, Sleeping on the job. Oh, sorry, they're they, uh, they're a little bit out of order. Sorry about that. Well, market oh, update: we got the Fed speaker successfully shifting the discussion. No, well, no. <laughs> should be off. I don't see a uh, three. I don't see an off three. Oh no! It's going from two to four. No, oh, yeah. dude, how's that? Sorry. Happened? Anyway, one, now two, we don't four, know how to Bitcoin. Hold on, we can save it with the RE. We'll fix it in post. Don't you worry. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's no how. The Bitcoin singularity is when actually the difficulty adjustment does go to zero because that's where we're all headed. That means that energy consumption hit critical mass or as Buckminster Fuller might say, critical path. And that it, it got to the point where all wasted energy was um, was consumed, was done, gotten rid of. Right. So Bitcoin doesn't use energy. Bitcoin forces humanity to use energy more efficiently. The most efficient use of energy is Bitcoin mining or converting energy into perfect money and perfect price discovery. How did that go? That was all right, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, that can, that's spaceable. Worked out. You heard it, right? He's mm -hmm. saying that Bitcoin is the most sensible way to spend energy currently. Hmm. Now, Sir Gene had a theory that he expressed on Hog Story that I think I've heard elsewhere, but it's that the NSA created Bitcoin because the amount of Computing power is way easier when you have people all over the world doing it for you. And so what they're, what the purpose of Bitcoin is in this theory is to basically um, do so much computing power. And I'm butchering this, but it's along the lines of all this computing power is being done for free because the NSA created Bitcoin to, to have everyone do the computing for them to eventually create um, something. Uh, a line of code that could get through any encryption so that no encryption mm. would be safe from NSA spy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them, really, when you think about it. It would be the, the, the sort of Trojan horse selling them the, the, the dream, yep. selling humanity the, the dream of a decentralized currency, getting themselves to build it, tricking them down that path and, and then pulling the rug from underneath them and saying... It was us it's, all along. Twist my it, mustache, de yeah. Definitely a nice sort of two birds, one stone there as well. Because then you get to operate on a, an insane social experiment where people are engaging within this decentralised currency. Um, and then at the same time using it to completely undermine any secrets that anyone could potentially have. It's like doing the exact opposite. It's bringing everything together. Because yeah. I think I think a lot of it is just completely experimental, same as the internet. It's just one mad experiment. You can't spell experimental without putting mental in there, people. Ah, this true. is true. This is true. And words, words are magic, with a K. You know, you look yep. at that little shape, and you get something in your brain. Hmm. Um, but what we're seeing here is the biggest transference of wealth in human history. Yeah, That's big time. And let's see what he's, he's, he thinks about the fork you, humanity. I think it's one minute and two seconds. Number four. That's and so energy usage on planet Earth is about to collapse. 
just like we saw the difficulty adjustment collapse. We're going to see energy use collapse because we're getting rid of all the industries that are based on hate, like war, prisons, and uh, media, right? The media is based on hate. So all these industries are going to be gotten rid of, and that means a lot of energy usage will be gotten rid of, and that means that we're going to see zero on the target number, and that's the face of God. The face of God is zero on the target number, and that's the Bitcoin singularity. That's when we all merge spiritually, our collective unconscious, with with the Bitcoin protocol. We hard fork this reality into the Bitcoin singularity is the hard fork of humanity. That's where we're headed, the hard fork of humanity. And and it'll be a glorious moment. And it's going to be happening in, very, you know, in the next, uh, let's call it the next, uh, within the next decade, I would say we're going to have a global Bitcoin singularity and a merge mind of humanity with Satoshiism. Wow. What? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> As well, I, I, for one, don't really want that. I don't want the Bitcoin brain implant. Is Max um, Kaiser, like, is he um, intelligence? Or, that's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. He's the bishop of, of Bitcoin. He's, mm. the, 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 he's the, you know. The high priest. High priest, yeah, the, the Satoshiism. I just, I just remember... Uh, Mike Kaiser telling the story of Alex, him trying to get Bitcoin... Give Bitcoin to Alex Jones. He's like, okay. he's like, I got three hundred Bitcoin for you, Alex. Why won't you take it, you fucking idiot? <laughs> just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tells that story all the time. Uh, what a guy. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny that they kind of mention the great unzipping as well, um, and the dimension A, mm. dimension B, and the falling away of humanity into a some form of state. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna sort of if people keep pushing the the accelerator on this pedal, this old truck that is civilization will get to our destination. Look at Neon and what they're doing over there with the five countries and the and it's never been done before. It's um it's in Saudi Arabia and Israel and hmm. it's Jordan and Egypt and there's another one as well. Anyway, yeah, so those sort of projects are going to sort of stealthily creep up on us all. Yeah. I think when you see this sort of soft programming on Netflix of the, the human-animal hybrid, um, I think that's a distinct possibility at this stage. Uh, not too far away either. You know, affectations, you can buy extra perks using your social score and mm. all sorts of things. Sweet Tooth, was it, on Netflix? My, my missus was bewitched by the trailer. She almost brought seen it. tears by it. Uh, it's like the new Stranger Things, basically. I think. I mean, I, I, I'm we're very wary of it, so I'm building myself up to armor up <laughs> and take that take that mother down. So we'll see how we go. But yeah, it's crazy. But it seems if you look at it in terms of like civilization and trends, it always happens. Either people and that are in power start to believe that they're actually gods, and then from there. See that they can do, no, think that they can do no evil. They just eventually corrode, and society falls away with it. Like the fall, fall of Rome, Egypt. You know, it, it, it constantly happens. And there's nothing to say that the civilization that we live in is any different. We're just probably quite um, blessed in a certain way to live in a time that is the most, arguably the one of the most pro- pro- prosperous in recent history. If you believe that, yeah. we're the best okay. since Atlantis, at least. 
Well, we don't know, do we? Because we weren't there. That's the point. None of mm. us were there, so we just don't know. We can get told. You can get some secondary or tertiary information, but you are not got that primary stuff. You can't, can't see with your own eyes and experience it for yourself. So, Which throws history in the question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all the reincarnation stuff and all that. I mean, I'm not... Like, but that whole kind of stuff throws like the entirety of history into question as well. Because you weren't there. And yeah. a lot of the people that... Like, even why, stuff to do... off the fence? Yeah. Yeah. But, but even even stuff to do with, like, World War Two. a lot of the veterans now are... There's not many left. So it'll start to become... Oh, I spoke some... to a few. I, I mm. spent a few hours with quite a few. So I've I've got my experience of talking to them and they wouldn't beat around the bush. They would hardly tell you anything. You had to, like... It's like blood out of stone with those people. You remember yeah. how stoical that generation was? They went yep. through some actual stuff, man. So they they really just didn't rather than not talk about it, you know? And <laughs> just uh, well, have some little twerps going, come on, tell me about how you did all that stuff in Europe and North Africa and everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. I mean, yeah. You don't know you're born sometimes. You don't know you're born. You've got to be grateful every day. Every day be grateful. But let's see what they got to say about um, miming because it turns out that Max Kaiser is a bit of a mime, everyone. He's a mime. <laughs> he talks too much to be a mime. Well, not memes, but mime. But anyway, mime. 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 You know, mime does, it does, there is a lesson there in miming. Mime with negative space, right? So there's positive space and negative space. And uh-huh. So especially on the TV screen, you know, it's space. And this is space that has to be filled because it's a visual medium. And so, um, you know, here are my hands, right? But with the, the area around my hands or the area around Stacy, that's, that's not the space that you're focusing on necessarily. The, but but your, your, your eye, your, your peripheral vision catches everything that's happening in the, in the negative space as well. So to be, you have to be able to deal in both. It's like uh, Miles Davis said, you know, they asked him what made him a great player. He said he plays the rests, right? These are the, the rests. They're not the actual notes. It's all about that negative space, which is a whole Zen thing going on there as well. Well, the one and only Max Kaiser. <laughs> you know, that sounds like Alan Watts. It's like mm. uh, talking about he's talking, the music yeah. analogy of the blank space in music. It, it's not yeah. just how if it, if it was all about who could play the, the fastest and get to the grand finale and play the loudest. Every song yeah. would just be one loud note. Yeah, it's all about the spaces in between the notes those. you play. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? But it's like, um, there's a, was it, there's a good uh, band called Starfucker and they, um, they put uh, <laughs> Adam Watts all over their shit, but then they got told off for being called Starfucker and that they'd be unsellable. So they, they shortened it down to S-T-R-F-K-R, Starfucker. Excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a, one of the inspirations behind Gwif for me. Um, I, when I saw them do that, I thought, yep. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, because I'm fed up of writing out all these bloody names. What is, what is what does GWIF, GWIF stand for? We don't Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. That's my full name. Uh, yeah. I'm a doctor myself. I was an actor for a long time. You can come find me if you want. Have a chat. I don't mind. <laughs> Forsyth. What? Yeah, like so Bruce British. Yeah. yeah. Try writing that out every bloody exam. You get halfway through and you've already been <laughs> in, you know... <laughs> Time you sat down and checked out the checks and that. That's actually the first question in the in the exam. <laughs> it's you, you know writing I mean? your name down. Yeah. I used to get my mum to do it if I could. Be sick or mm. something. And then they send it to you eventually. Yeah, there's always around that sort of stuff. But anyway, talking about school, let's listen to Adam Curry's podcasting school. 
Ooh. I need to to fill the space with some interesting podcasting content. That I went yeah. to podcasting school at Adam Curry's podcasting school. Does he I have a, Does he have a podcasting school? I just made that up. He should do. It sounds like a good idea, though. It's like, hi, Adam. I'm Adam Curry, and th- welcome to podcasting. You know, like those. You could you could have a economics taught to you by Paul Krugman. Remember those those courses? Or oh yeah. Learn how to be a sculptor from Giacomato Giometti, and you know what was it called? Had it it's something New York master Times master course master masturbate master class <laughs> masturbate with the New York masturbate Times masturbate with the columnist. New York Times columnist. <laughs> they should do an OnlyFans site. <laughs> I mean, and to go from one to the other, right? That was good. Just like well, that. journalists hold themselves out anyway. Journalists are holding themselves out all the time. Prostitutes. Yes. All the prostitutes out there. There's some good journos left, though. They're just not successful ones, a bit like Picasso or Mozart. Well, I'd, I'd like, consider uh, JCD and Adam Curry's journalists in terms of how they actually present the news and things like that, analysing it, putting yeah, a different spin on it. It's deconstruction, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's true. not really investigative journalist journalism, <laughs> but at the same time, they do have sources. So I... Yeah, they're they're kind of like the Julian Assange of podcasting, if you think about it like that, because they have all the boots on the ground. Like Assange had all the people well, sending him stuff. Way to mm. paint a big old target on his back. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it gone. We'll expunge it from the the reality that we exist in. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. But I was thinking about the old podcasting school, Adam Curry's podcasting school, and it it immediately entered the cock. And it's now in the extended cock universe, and we're going to do a whole sort of rip off of Harry Potter, but we're podcasting. <laughs> we do it because of like Harry, Adam Curry's podcast, Adam Curry's podcasting school instead of Hogwarts, and we get on like a train from um, you know Canterbury or Ashford or somewhere. And then, um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. That's worth a, an exploration. You end up in a at a lovely cottage that is got that is completely soundproofed. It is yeah. like perfect. Well, yeah, it's like um, yeah. I was like, yeah, but it was all different things, isn't it? Because it's like the um, you'd have different classes where you'd have the true crime class, which would be the defense against the dark arts, and the guy mm. that's like leading it is an actual murderer and stuff. And is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? You basically, just rip off some popular culture just to suit your own narrative and take it down in the process. It's like recasting a spell. And then when you get down to recording the the podcast, you're actually in the Matrix, doing jujitsu and shit like that. That's it. Yeah. Going from like, this oblivious cock to like the cock. You know? mm. oh, someone's decided to do some some big hammering outside. That's good. <clears throat> Talking of cocks, let's move on. Uh, Twitter's mass debate. This is the uh, one minute twenty seven clip. So if you can bear it, you can get through it. That's me, me dunoed. And um, oh, yeah. you ain't seen nothing yet. I went way long with my clips. So. Well, yeah, I'll try to keep <laughs> under two only- minutes. To be fair, I was tried. I really did try. They should do an OnlyFans site. They already have, you know, people know about this situation. Yeah, Paul Krugman should do an OnlyFans site where he basically publicly masturbates. I mean, that was the whole basis of that uh, chat roulette. If you remember, chat roulette was a, an app that was around four or five years ago where people, men, principally all over the world, would uh, masturbate to their, t- to their camera. It, that wasn't should... the intent of the no, site. No, it wasn't the intent. No, but that's what it ended up being. But, uh, yeah. People, it was it was kind of captivating. One time, remember we sat there in that Paris cafe and watched for yeah. like forty five minutes. You just kept on swiping right, and it was just like screen after screen, like it was a 
roulette of roulette of, wheel, of, yeah. of, of it was a master class in masturbation and it would just be some some people just sitting there like reading poetry or just like saying hi how you doing yeah and like every other one at least you know was a man masturbating yeah they couldn't figure out how to uh, <laughs> algorithmically filter out that that content no right so it kind of died unfortunately because it was a cool concept to kind of uh peek in on people's lives all over the world uh, you know, it was kind of interesting, but they couldn't get rid of the uh, the, the the boner thing. It, it's kind <laughs> of the same as Twitter. That's the same concept. It's like masturbatory thoughts, right? Like, here's my dumb idea, and I'm going to tweet it, so you have to read it. And it's like, yeah. ew, like, yuck, I didn't need to see that. There, might, there was a South Park episode where Cartman's trying to convince Kyle to find friends on chat roulette, and it's just getting... <laughs> It's just dudes jacking off. Kyle, you want to make friends, you're going to have to wade through a few dicks first. It's kind of true, though. You do actually yeah. have to wade through a couple of dicks. Yeah, if that's where you're going to make friends, guys, you need to put the lid of the laptop down, turn the monitor off if it's one of those <laughs> things, and go open the door, walk outside, feel the, the sun on your face, and listen to that Larry show. Okay? Yes. Everything will be Podcast all right in the, the end. road. <laughs> Nums. Anyway, that's how. That's what you get with the Orange Pill podcast. That's not one of their. That's like a bonus episode of theirs that I've, I've cut to pieces. So, you know, it's not. It's out of context, but they've got a lot to say about Bitcoin. And the more you listen to it, the more it sounds like sound money. And I've got to say, it does sound like a bit of a Trojan horse to me. That's, mm. that's my takeaway from that. So, um, yeah, let's let's roll on, and I'll lighten up. DH unplugged and Orange Pill. Good that's choices. Up. Oh uh, yeah, Medchuk, take it away with yours. Yeah. Well, I've only got about three clips for each of mine. Um, I wasn't too sure how many to bring. I didn't want to go overboard, uh, and I'm kind of happy I didn't, because um, it means you yeah, guys I'll can make get through yours as well. I'll make up for your life. <laughs> Good uh, one. That, we... That's teamwork. What do you got? Yep. Uh, you want to go on or off stream first? Um, let's go. Let's go off stream this time first. Um, it's a, this is a podcast called uh, London Calling um, by two British journalists who, one of them specifically is probably still quite establishment, but the other one, after the whole lockdown stuff happened, uh, ended up being disassociated from the rest of the, the British media, pretty much. Um, and they basically just talk about what's happening politically in Britain and talk about some culture stuff and yeah it's, it's an alright podcast but because it's off stream sometimes they've got like four adverts in an hour podcast so it's like a quarter of the fucking podcast is taken up by ad reads you mean they're Other not doing that, value for value no because it's off stream so it's fucking stupid well, but, well, well yeah but you can just send them a message and say guys there is a better way we can do it a better way. We can all do it a better way. The way has I been think... paid. OTG squared. That's what we're talking about. OTG going OTG. All right. Uh, play that first clip. So I was looking for it on Google Maps on my phone and kind of holding my phone up, trying to kind of orientate myself. So I was walking in the right direction, the direction it was telling me to walk. Um, when some um, street urchin came running up, grabbed my phone from my hand and uh, sprinted off. 
<laughs> and um, I ran after him, but um, he went up. He, he sort of ran down this side street, and when I got to the end of the side street, I couldn't see him. Um, but then I couldn't find the hotel I was supposed to be staying in because I'd lost oh, no. my phone. I could have perhaps been more enterprising, but um, but you were right, you were I, terribly, terribly drunk. So well, I was quite drunk. So I just got in the cab and came home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a little background to that that's uh, Toby Young one of the guys that uh, he was an ex-writer I think he still writes for The Guardian but he was f- pals with Boris Johnson and all that um, so that kind of gives you an insight into the type of life he lived before he started questioning the lockdown stuff um, ah. and that was him he was going to stay in a hotel and then join the, the anti-lockdown rally that was happening in, in England over the weekend that got mm. no fuck it what's happening in London and, and it got zero Google coverage now he's doing that by walking around with Google Maps open he's, if he was OTG he wouldn't have need that phone to figure out where to go look, look guys you're, you're looking at this the wrong way they're old school establishment journalists, journalists. Yeah, they don't journos. understand the whole right. uh, no, no, no. fucking I've journalists these guys. you're right they are some totally clueless Especially They're Toby. They're stuck in their milieu, Jay, aren't they? That's the thing. Definitely, uh, it's crazy, man. Like the the kind of closed closed look that that journalists can live in at times, especially mm. especially journalists in, in England that have graduated from places like Oxford and all the the the, the, the upper echelon. Uh, yeah, the posh stuff. Yeah, um, the other guy, James Delenpool. They've talked about him on the. No, uh, no agenda podcast a couple of times. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, um, and cool. I think the but next he calls it Delling Pod, and it's cool, but it's like ah, dude, yeah, man, listening. Don't be outside. Mate. Come this <laughs> listening to the pod. <laughs> I think cast just we should put, just take it out with cast because I think that's the best way to do it. If you start calling them casts instead of pods, mm. the pod thing will disappear and the cast thing will remain. But so yeah, that's what we're doing. What's we're good, casting, about, what's good about casting yeah. is sometimes you catch some fish. Yeah, that's mm. what I mean. Yeah, all sorts of casting. We cast spells. We can cast fucking broadcasts and all stuff. But if you and and also if you're not in a pod, then it's not as much of an echo chamber. If that makes sense, because that's yeah, something what you. Pod. We don't want to be the so, pod people. It's like, <laughs> trying to drink, it's like trying to drink Klim instead of milk. You know, you just reverse <laughs> milk into Klim. Say, do you want to drink some Klim? No, I don't want to drink no Klim. What about some milk? Horrible name. Sounds Even like though I distrust milk, I think that um, you know, it's a terrible product. I, you were, we're not really supposed to drink it either. I mean, not. It's like I mean, who whole... looked at a cow, right? And who looked at the calf and went, right? I'm booting that calf out of the way. That looks fucking tasty. You know, they must have been pretty fucked up, guys. That's I only not, drink human breast milk. Yeah, <laughs> babies should drink milk. And then once you're a baby, no more milk. Like when the baby's yeah. gone, you're grown up. Well, you don't need. The milk what are you anymore. gonna? What are you gonna have with your cereal? <sighs> <laughs> no, you can't eat cereal it's... Kellogg's guys come on now cereal cereal's sure. basically chicken feed for humans if you think you know about I mean? it it really is like, isn't it it comes in I the little like bags cereal, you can shake it and, and they come yeah. running <laughs> exactly I think about that every single time I have <laughs> um, I think about that every single time I have cereal and then feel a bit bad about eating it I'm just kind of like I'm a fucking human farm animal. All right. Talking about human farm animals, we all got to pee sometime, right? On you go. Uh, so so the, ne- the next clip's basically just um, James explaining all the important aspects of the latest uh, lockdown 
like uh, anti not anti COVID anti lockdown rally in uh, in London. So on you go. But as I walked into the to the the beginning of the the, the march, which was in you know, Hyde Park, started at Hyde Park as usual, and I walked in through Hyde Park Gate, Hyde Park Gate, and somebody asked me for a selfie with them, and <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately, they were smoking a joint, and I said, "Oh, well, I'll have some of that." So I grabbed a couple of puffs. And the problem is that I think some people make their joints much stronger than I do, <laughs> so I spent the rest of the march. So you misjudged the quantity. Didn't yeah, well, you? I only had two puffs, but but if if if, if somebody <laughs> makes it strong, if, if if it's pure weed, for example, it does it does it, it can debilitate you slightly. Such a good atmosphere. It was really really good natured and, and fun and all the best people. Um, <laughs> where was the next day? Did you, did you hear about the event the next next day? Well, there was a, like a, a sort of a live music demonstration yeah. in Oxford so you, Street. So, yeah. so initially, my reaction was, "This is great. This is the kids, the the dance music kids, um, saying no to to everything, no to the vax, no to the no to whatever." But actually, it was more. They'd been kind of co-opted. I think that that even the police were on on board with this protest, which tells you something about about it. And mm. I think what it what's happened is that that um, the club promoters, the dance music people, have decided that the only way they're going to get their business model working again is that if they get all the all the kids to take the jab and have vaccine passports and they you know, completely surrender to this authoritarian state this so were they promoting bio- getting the vaccination as well as they were not the clubs to be some of the kids were wearing masks they were not resisting I, I i spoke to somebody who went to both events and he's saying the difference in 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 mood was extraordinary one was mm. Day one, Saturday, was full of proper rebels and from all sorts of backgrounds. And the next day was just kind of, you know, they, they'd sort of surrendered the past to the yeah. to the biosecurity state, which is, which is very oh. depressing. Uh, a bit of a longer clip there, but I think the end is quite important how it's talking about, or he's talking about that it was mainly younger people that were just sort of going along. Yeah. Capitulating. Uh, I, I'm only... I'm only 21 and I've got some friends that have got vaccinated and you're just like watch out for your balls that's all I can say my yeah. balls have never been so red since I've been hanging out with double jabters oh my god you got I, can't fucking... sla- I can't slap that thrush cream on quick enough with the clo- chloritis of them all or whatever that seems to calm it down a little bit but I'm, I'm, I'm working away so the spike protein shedding is real I think so it's giving you ball acne yeah it's like attacking the <laughs> cock right not the cock. Yeah, the cock. The real cock of the cock. Protect protect the cock's cock at all cost. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I think we we will be fine with some pine needle tea and um, zinc and uh, a wee joint. Vitamin D. Yeah. It's, uh, as well. Yeah. CBD. Think, all that stuff. I get your vitamin D right here. Oh. <laughs> Visit the old noagendaherbshop.com for um, all of your herbal yeah. boner pill remedies. Oh, is it lavender blossom and all that? No, just no, no agenda herb shop dot com. Is that a thing, or have you made that up? If you have, totally made it up. Totally made <laughs> it up. It's a race. It's <laughs> a race good... to it, everybody. There you go. Yeah. That's how we go. That's how we do. We're an ideas factory. But this, <laughs> these are some good clips, and these people have actually been to some interesting places. 
I haven't mm. been to any of the rallies because I remember being younger and seeing the uh, second Iraq 2.0 war rally with like 3 million people. And my dad being like, fucking hippies, they're all nicking the bloody Mercedes Benz signs, right? He's out there with his truncheon <laughs> protecting the Mercedes Benz signs. James Dale Paul's good, man. What's that? James Dale Paul's quite good. He, he had a, he's got a couple of books about uh, the, the bullshit towards uh, the yeah. climate mean, crisis it, the and all lo- that. Lockdown skeptics, they're doing a real good job. Yeah. There's so, loads of people. I look at Telegram and it's like that's the place to go for the memes these days. You know, like you want to mm. go and get some good memes. They're all on Telegram. So. I, I would, I would highly recommend Dylan Paul's podcast. I'd, I would have clipped stuff from that, but he's got a different guest on, sort of, uh, of every, it's every week. Lockdown right, skeptics. Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown skeptics is more of a like regular alt, thing, alt news kind of thing from yeah, from two guys. from two journalists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's listen so, to some more. That's that. This is what that's what the next clip's going to be about. Some uh, interesting news that came out of the the British cabinet. All right, let's do One it. of the main demands of the demonstrators on Saturday was for Matt Hancock, the health secretary, to go. Um, for the benefit <laughs> of our American listeners, Matt Hancock is this um, Tigger-like um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. junior Tigger was likable, wasn't he? <laughs> are, you, are, um, you saying, are you saying that Tigger from Winnie the Pooh was a sort of evil? Well, he sort of, he sort of, he, he, he sort of, he, he sort of got that Duracell bunny quality, hasn't he? That's his sort of political <laughs> selling point. He's energetic and puppy-like and enthusiastic. Maybe anyway, Thumper, he, what, he, that horrible annoying he, rabbit from Bambi. Maybe annoying? Thumper would be a better. Maybe Thumper would be a better um, cartoon. Or Jar Jar Binks. Maybe he's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jar Jar Binks always seemed a little bit stoned, didn't he? Anyway. Everyone he was a not widely like. liked yeah. um, uh, health secretary who has been um, probably the most dovish of the cabinet dubs. Dubs being the word for the people in the British cabinet who are in favour. Should we should we allow lockdowns. them that that that, that well, abuse well, of the language? Let's not get distracted. I mean, I'll get to my joke. Oh, yet, sorry, sorry. Which is that uh, <laughs> which is that one of the main demands of the protesters was that Matt Hancock should be fired because Matt Hancock, as revealed in the Sun newspaper on Friday morning, was uh, uh, is having an affair with a university friend called sounds like Gina Lola Bridger, but isn't. Um, and uh, uh, she, there was a picture on the front page of the Sun. On Friday of the two of them snogging like a couple of six formers in the loos at the school disco outside Matt Hancock's office in the Department for Health and Social Security and initially Boris said he'd accepted his apology it was a purely private matter move on Um, uh, but then the clamour from Conservative MPs became greater and greater and on at the beginning of the march all these protesters were saying Matt Hancock has to go Um, and by the end of the march by Five o'clock, he'd gone. He'd resigned. Yeah. He'd fallen on his sword. So did you feel at last we've achieved something? No. We, the, the, you thought it was nothing to do with it. I thought it probably was. So, uh, so just for like more context for that, uh, um, Matt Hancock is basically the equivalent to uh, Fauci over in America. So picture Fauci fucking snogging one of the, I don't know, yeah. one of the aides and the over there. sprightly Fauci. Yeah, that's that's the that's the equivalent. Because like, so it's just like old now, but like he, I reckon when he was younger, he was one of those guys that always looked like seventeen. Hmm. <laughs> well, he obviously he obviously started spreading AIDS by just fucking everyone. 
and then AIDS <laughs> came directly from Fauci. He spent a lot of time in those bathhouses. I think doing those bathhouses have got a lot <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to answer for, to be fair. Oh, thank you. Um, was it Michael Cohen? Mm. Cohen. Uh, was it Michael Cohen? I think it was Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. No, <laughs> not Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen was the LSD guy, wasn't he? No, he was the... the uh, he was like the MK. Everybody, he did uh, Hallelujah, the, uh, everybody knows. Yeah, everybody. He, he lived next to this uh, this woman, and um, that's who he wrote all his songs about. She oh, God. Was, like, was his handler and stuff. It's an interesting story. But, uh, one for another time, maybe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so <laughs> when that broke in the British press, it was a bit of a... Uh, it was like, for fuck's sake, because no, of course no social distancing. But when I saw it, I was more like, what are they trying to cover up then? Like, what are they trying to... Because it's weird, man. What a time for it to actually all kind of unravel. The British Health Secretary snogging one of his aides and having an affair. Yeah, but who's he just didn't make... well, Exactly. Snake, the head of the snake exactly. has been cut. But another one will grow, people. Hmm. But it just shows they're all fucked. They're all fucking hypocrites and yeah. bastards. We need some, some good old transparency in this joint, right? Mm. So, you know I'm saying? well, Nums. some better transparency would be what is actually showed in the No Agenda stream. Yeah, exactly. So, I've picked uh, a podcast called Revelation Radio News. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's okay. like... Okay. Yeah, kind of mix between from from what I could tell, it mix between like Darren O and Bemrose and JC Dean Curry in terms of like the back and forth between between both the the hosts. Right. Been uh, going want... a while as well, right? I think, yeah, I think so. they've been going longer than any of us. They've been, I think they're what coming up on episode three hundred or something. Yeah. Two hundred thirty-five is the one I clipped. I think it's oh. the most recent one. But, okay, yeah. so they're further out than I thought. Um, all right, clip one. On you go. Podcasting to you from the slightly shady forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am currently fighting the urge to sniff. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkity. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where we're back to January, except now it's July. I'm Andrew Hoffman. So just the classic kind of intro of, like, the No Agenda stream, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they come into you from, yeah, everybody has their yeah. own uh, yeah. little thing. Yeah, I like so, how it, like, I think, everybody's taking a page from John and Adam on doing that. Well, they set the bar. I think... They? Are they barred? No, they set the bar. They're, like, they're the ones oh, that they set jump the bar. over the high jump. And the, 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 everyone else has yeah. to like jump over that bar, and we're all like, oh, "The Trailblazers, bloody high that podcasting bar." Yeah. We're still, you know, <laughs> doing the Quidditch and that. Whatever we call we're, it. We're almost <laughs> getting to the point where we can jump up and touch the bar, but we can't jump over it. Oh yeah, some yeah. You keep hitting that bar, don't you? But it's it's good what you're doing. Mm. So keep doing it because one day you will fly over that bar. <laughs> practice makes perfect. In it. Uh, you want to clip two on this? Yeah, on you go. Um, but there's a camera that's placed, I believe it's on the windowsill looking back at the house, I guess, you know, maybe filming housekeepers or different people who are in there to kind of a security cam situation, but it's in one of the collapsed houses. And I guess she picked it up via, it uploads to a cloud somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of bizarre, man. You're just sitting there and it's just looking into a dark room. There's you know, nothing noteworthy. And then you just see what looks like snow start to fall like crazy. Like the whole room's still intact. And you can just see the drywall starting to fall like into the room, just drywall everywhere. And almost like a, like a snow flurry. And then you see the floor, like the sofa and the camera go in a different direction. And then there's this weird, uh, like almost like a wave motion. And then it's gone. Poof, that's it. So I thought that was an interesting video. Uh, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. But it, you know, no, in it, I don't hear an explosion. I just do see a lot of drywall falling down. So I don't know what, what that points to, but it, it is interesting. Talking about the Miami collapse, right? Yeah, yeah. And just to find that, like, a camera that was in one of the one of the houses. They talked about that for a while on the podcast, actually. Um, yeah, there's got to be a ring doorbell somewhere in there. I'll pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they've had Teslas and stuff like that down below, then they're obviously really techy guys. They'll have something. <laughs> yeah, I think one of them does, uh, like, uh, networking installations, like Wi-Fi and uh, cable tethering or whatever you call that. Hmm. The other dude's a car salesman, if I'm correct. Right. Ah. That makes sense. Yeah, Place the like camera, that. they were talking about the camera recording. It reminded me of the Beirut explosion where this person somehow got a video uploaded. Yeah. They just get blasted yeah. back with what looks like a nuke going off. It's like, how did the camera survive to even upload that? Exactly. Footage? It's always like, oh man, whenever anything like this happens, there's always someone ready with a camera. <laughs> Knowing exactly well, where to that's be. That's where we live, isn't it? That's the, that's the experience that we've got. Everyone's got those mm. potato phones that can be compressed and the image screwed around with. Um, you can't trust anything unless it's with your own eyes. It's less than that. Yeah, especially the Bin Laden, uh, the image of him actually being, like, him dead. If you look at that and then you look at the one where it's, like, the normal headshot, it looks so similar, like the mouth and stuff like that. Obviously because it's him, but it looks like it's been photoshopped <laughs> to make it look as if he's actually dead. I just think that um, you give this stuff credence and attention by uh, giving it attention and credence. and. Mm. Um, if you deny it both of those things, you get some clear water revival, baby. That's what I was about to make. <laughs> <laughs> we all love a bit of credence. I love the CCC. Little CCRs so always CCR. good. Yeah, I saw them in, well, half of them in Memphis. It was a great show. Nice. Um, you want to set up anything to set up on the last clip here? Yeah, uh, the, well, the last clip kind of goes back to the whole subway stuff that. Um, you you brought with with uh, the the DH unplugged in terms of like just the shit that they put in food and vaccines uh-huh. um, into the fucking air. <laughs> Get your bags yeah. at McDonald's, everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you all you yeah. need to know. Like this is the shit list. We should be getting the shit list together. There's it's crazy. Shit list. Ah oh, man, imagine before twenty twenty, someone said to you, "Yeah, you can get your, you'll be able to get your vaccine in." And McDonald's. I suppose if you're switched on, you'd probably go, yeah, that sounds about, that seems to be the way things are going. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, spot on. Uh, so on. Clip three. When the way that we encounter this in the real world is in combination with many, many other things. Yeah. You've got the stuff from their, the chemtrails that they're spraying. You've got the Stuff they want to inject you with. They've got the stuff in your food supply. You've got the, the glyphosates 
which is a, a huge issue. We probably don't talk about enough. We certainly have in the past. All that stuff is working together, and it's working together for the purposes that we've talked about uh, to reduce the world's population by making us dumbed down and unable to reproduce. Smilex, how do I get these products? Chances are you already have. Yes. M-trails. <laughs> Golden Bennett. Uh, the Let old homeboy website it. coming in hard on that one. Yeah. yeah excellent. <laughs> but so, uh, it's just the amount of shit that like, you have to interact with every day, whether it's on the media, literally in your food supply, in your water supply. Yeah. It's pretty it's crazy. Full, full, it's a full spectrum dominance. Mm. And but, it's going to be invasive AF, people. Mm-hmm. For the most this. part. But, yeah. This. The cock is rising. What can we say? Extended cock <laughs> universe in the A Nation is going to come go do battle dude, with the, the globe lowists. Fucking go blowists. That's what I call them. Blowists. <laughs> There's a show title. Yeah. Go blowists. Go blowists. Love it. Yeah. Well, they can do one, can't they? Because they're not. And, and we give them the old A and the C. The attention and the credence or the Adam Co. Mm. podcasting score of geniusness. But that, that, I think that is, that's, that is weirdly profound. The more attention you give to this stuff, the, the more it creates an own, its own world. Like if no one was to, of, it's our content at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but so, but but not in a. We're not giving it any, um, form of like we're not putting it on a pedestal. It's bringing it back down to earth and going like how how legit actually is all this stuff? Um, yeah. but it's yeah, it seems to me that way, far yeah, as far as I can see it, because the media creates its own. The media literally does create its own reality. It creates an entirely different world. Of course. That doesn't actually exist, yeah. um, which is also obviously pointed out by dimension A and dimension B. But I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's just oh, a g- yeah. like a general different reality that these it goes, goes way back to like uh, it, like you know Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when those about you are losing theirs, mm. and you saw a man or whatever it was, my son. I was in my toilet when I was growing up. And I used to have a poo reading that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, if you can keep your dickhead out of water then you suck. <laughs> nah, far younger than that. But um yeah. From then on in it was like really tiny pub toilets above pubs. So that's fucking that's brilliant man. Yeah. Last house I lived in. Yeah. Well so that's those I, are the clips I've got. On you go. Yeah, uh co- coincidentally and I can't believe this keeps happening. I brought a sh- my on-stream show is Revelation Radio News. Wow! So, Where's my and I, I picked this. So I was picked this specifically because I was like, I know nobody else is going to pick this one. Oh sure my god, <laughs> man! I was wondering why. I was wondering why you were laughing when I when I said that that was a podcast. I've got <laughs> synchronous well, synchronicity. It's not there. the same um, show, is it? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Mm. Exactly the same show, not able... the same. I think I picked the episode before this, but we'll see. This is uh, yeah. clip one I got here. 2016 World Science Festival. Bioethicist Matthew Lau discussed how it could even how he could even help reduce humanity's footprint on the planet. Okay, this is from 2016. That's interesting. Okay, so I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat. 
right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it. I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. I'm, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. Lactose. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds oh. of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can yeah. sort of describe the mechanism. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that dude can screw himself. So they, they uh, no, just take the tech. Come on, man, just yeah, get the tech in. <laughs> get your, get a, get your little Lyme's disease. Uh, get, while you're get at it. Flick, people. Flick OBDM, OBDM. Mike Midnight Mike has a bunch of ticks in his backyard. So that every now and again uh, on the show, they'll do a segment. They'll do a segment called TikTok where they talk about ticks. <laughs> Brilliant. <Very good>. Um, <laughs> So and this this is actually uh, they referenced this in the one of the clips you play, Medchuk. It's um, chances are you've already got it. I gotta yeah. tell you, as soon as I heard the "let's make people allergic to meat" thing, and then kind of putting it putting different stuff in the products. You've been talking about magnetic meat. I'm sure you're gonna, we're going to get into that a little bit. But mm -hmm. as soon as I heard this guy talking about it this time around, it immediate I immediately flashed back to the original, quote unquote original, Jack Nicholson. Um, Batman in the 90s? I think maybe it was like 88, 89, 90. Um, do you remember that movie? No, I don't. Okay. Well, in that movie, Joker uh, basically poisons the population, but uh, he does it in a very interesting way. Good evening. The fashion world was stunned today by the sudden deaths of models Candy Walker and Amanda Keeler. Cause of death has been attributed to a violent allergic reaction, although authorities have not ruled out the possibility of drug use. Peter. And plans continue for the city's 200th birthday. As Mayor Borg announced today the unveiling, this just in. <laughs> Three mysterious deaths at a beauty parlor in... <laughs> at a beauty parlor in Gotham were discovered today. Barry, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Becky, this is hardly that. <laughs> Becky! Kill a camera. This is Renee on the news floor. Dane, I need some paramedics up here now. All right. New and improved Joker products! <laughs> With a new secret ingredient! Smiley. Good old Jack Nicholson. Yeah. 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 Let's go over to our blind taste test. Love that Joker. Where's it coming from? I don't know. Uh-oh. You don't look happy. He's been using Brand X. With new Joker brand. I get a gram, a gram, and a gram. Oh, that luscious tan. Those ruby lips and hair color, so natural, only your undertaker knows for sure. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Where can I get these fine new items? Well, that's the gag. 
Chances are, you bought them already. Not joking. So remember, put on a happy face. And it comes down to Batman actually figures out that the oh, there's a little bit of poison in this product and a little bit of poison in this product, and so if you use the one product, you're fine. But mm-hmm. if you use this that product with this product in another, then the confluence of them actually will kill you. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so it, anyway, it just made me think that that was uh, a little bit too convenient. Well, and going maybe, back, to... maybe predictive programming is the word. Yeah, and they they talk about something. They do a, a lot of uh, hypothesizing about the connections between five G and the mRNA vaccines in this episode. And apparently, according to them, I said apparently, uh, <laughs> they, they've talked about something I'd never heard of, which is magnetized meat. So they're vaccinating oh, yeah. cows, and the meat is becoming magnetized. I don't know Jesus. if this is true, but they uh, it's really interesting. So yeah, it's part two of that clip. But when you combine, you know, this vaccine plus that magnetic meat, plus what have you you know the, like the joker said chances are you bought them already that's right yeah, yeah. And, and and i think that's true i think we have large amounts of glyphosate we have large amounts mm-hmm. of just different toxins that are in our in our food that are not in food around the world i had a buddy uh that uh went to russia on uh, assignment for work works in a in, with a company that is work closely tied with boeing Went over there to do some aircraft manufacturing, and uh, one of his reviews when he came back, and not necessarily, you know, uh, a guy who's you know super in touch with all the conspiracies or kind of looks at this stuff a lot, but just came back was like, man, I slept so much better, and the food tasted so much better, and was like, he's like, it was just it just felt more healthy. Really? And yeah, yeah, in Russia. Keep Hmm. that clip in mind later on for my off-stream show. There's a Russia. All right. uh, and last clip from Revelation Radio News. Uh, this is Penny's. Different jobs I coach. Oh, they're playing a call into uh, Infowars here at the start of this clip. Different uh, jobs right. I coach baseball lessons, and I have clients who got the vaccine. Uh, the first time I heard about the Penny was through you. I didn't bring it up to any of them because there's a lot of liberals there, and I don't need a, an argument at work. But some kid says that I work with, hey, the other day, Look what happened. And he sticks a penny to his arm right there. So I take a picture of that. Behind our front desk, the person also took the shot. They're freaking out. I, I calmed them down. I said, let's just try it, whatever. You know, like you got to walk these people off the ledge a little bit. <laughs> they stick it to their arm. They call their parents. Their parents stick it to their arm. You can only do tails out for Moderna. So now I have clients also tell me, yeah, I took the shot. They took Pfizer. The penny sticks to that. This Sunday, I'm speaking to the photographer, and he asked me, did I get the shot? And I say, no. And I said, did you? He says, yes. I said, I bet you whatever's in your wallet, I could stick a penny to your arm. He has no idea what I'm talking about. He does it. His his face just goes white. And I said, relax. I'm not going to take your money. Uh, One thing I wanted to (laughs) check on is, you know, uh, I wanted to see, he he kept saying penny. And it wasn't by a, a, a chance that he said penny. I think that he was legitimately using a penny. He even talked about uh, tail side in is only a side that works, but a penny works. 
Mm. Starting in 1982, guess what the primary ingredient in a penny is? It's copper plated, but it is made of plastic, zinc. Ding, oh, ding, zinc! Ding. Okay. Isn't that Ooh, weird? It's a big old zinc shot. Zinc definitely yeah. has sort of a role in this, doesn't it? What have we learned from the No Agenda boys? Keep zinc Hy- hydroxychloroquine and zinc, specifically yeah. zinc, pushes yeah. COVID out of your cells. Keep Holy zinc, shit! So Keep the zinc, zinc. Based pennies are sticking to people's arms, supposedly. I kind of want to get the vaccine just to try that. <laughs> just to see if that actually so, works. I've done it in the pub a couple of times and I've had a, a few success rates. Mm. Mm. Yeah, with magnets I bought off of Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So you now, just tried the magnets, not the pennies? No, the well, magnets you don't have are stuck, stuck somewhere. I don't know oh. they're stuck. I'll you can really make pennies that. so you can try it. You could really make that into a cool party trick. Well, I can incentivize it by selling uh, drinks and say you get a free drink if the uh, if the old uh, magnet sticks. Mm. I like, uh, yeah. This is this is a, if it doesn't stick, if it doesn't stick, you get a free a free pint. If it does, no. then you have to pay for it. No, the other way around. If it sticks, then around? you get a free pint. But oh, if you wanted be, to make, can we lose money want, on that probably? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You well, do it the other way in around. In my experience, not so. Mm. Okay. I've had about three out of 40. So you got to get the, okay. you some pennies, though, or just some zinc pills. <sighs> I don't want it to stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll be losing yeah. money, guys. Come on now. And I, I just think if you incentivize people, because like, when you first approach them and talk to them, they think, oh, no, here comes a conspiracy therapist. <laughs> here I am. You've got no, your chemtrails t-shirt on. You got like... No, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> no. Simple questions is, are, the, are, the best, are the best things. You know, like, uh, what's the surface yeah. temperature of the moon in sunlight? Mm. No atmosphere, though. You just get the ball rolling slightly. Yeah. Or the flat earth rolling. The yeah. Flat. We're not on a ball, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, the so, concave uh, butt. <laughs> uh, I really... Oh, That's what I just—I was just gonna say I, I really like those uh, clips about the uh, the Batman film because I think they do hide stuff like that in plain sight. They're just kind of like, and then it only takes—it will take maybe a couple of couple of years for people to actually for the penny <laughs> to finally I, I, drop. I'm not sure. It's like yeah. I think it's it's, it's not penny for really your thoughts. Like willful prophetic nature. It's just being creative in a moment and looking at such a situation and saying, and then sort of after after the fact the the equation is solved and, and so with hindsight mm. you can go oh yeah look i am but it's not really the content that changes it's you that gets older uh, and, um, nick the rat told us that with uh, um bowl after bowl uh, <laughs> clips back in the day it, it does seem like it's like a a grand puzzle the older you get the more pieces of the puzzle you kind of get to fit in 100 yeah which is the yeah. uh, the, the journey of life itself. You, no, you, you knock over, you knock over the dominoes, and you can't get to the big domino at the end without knocking yeah. over all the other little dominoes. And they're all little events that happen in your lives. All ups mm. and downs. Different numbers in them dominoes. Yeah. Going back to the number 23, you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. But that's uh, like three. when you first go down the rabbit hole. You kind of you push over one domino and then eventually you're like, oh holy shit! You you keep at you not your your original answer doesn't 
your original question doesn't usually get answered. But then well, you've, that's, that's, you've got that's like... what the stream and our agenda does for us. It is the one that yeah. knocks the dominoes over us for us to go like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the yep. interpretation, and it fits. And provides you with more questions as well. You yeah. can actually try and figure Interesting out. Interesting ones. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, so on my off... Sorry, that was my on. Revelation Radio News. Off yeah. stream. Uh, this is a broadcast that does have an RSS. You can plug it into any of your favorite podcast apps, but it is a syndicated radio and television show on hundreds of stations Ooh, across uh -huh. AM, FM, and, and television across the United States and elsewhere. That's cool. And uh, I'm sure you probably already know what it is. <laughs> I want to ask Bill Gates here today. <laughs> she wants to depopulate the planet to man up, son. I'm going to issue the Bill Gates ch challenge. You've heard of the, the, the ice bucket challenge, all the rest of it. If the earth is overpopulated, and Bill Gates is right, he's got some points. If Bill Gates gets a 44 Magnum on air, shoves it in his mouth, and blows his brains out the back of his head, the next day, after it's confirmed he's dead, I will blow my brains out on air. <laughs> no, he won't. What a perfect setup. What a perfect no, setup. No, he won't. Uh, so that, never do that. <laughs> that, like that. Yeah, or the, the deep state would uh, get a Bill Gates clone or a deep fake to kill himself. <laughs> that would be it. That's how they take out Alex Jones. Yeah. Assange Square. <laughs> Assange so that, Power of Three. Uh, that was a more recent one, but for the rest of these clips, I'm going all the way back to May because oh. I think they were uh, pretty succinct. Uh, and this is the Russia hacking the grid, which we've heard a lot about on No Agenda. Here's Alex mm -hmm. breaking that down. And you're going to see globalist insiders, Biden, saying it's Russian hackers because the real war is between the U.S. and China, saying, oh, the Russians cut off our meatpacking. Oh, the Russians cut off our Keystone pipeline. Oh, no, that was you, Biden. The Russians uh, cut off the colonial pipeline. And then a week later, he whispers, oh, actually, no evidence Russians were involved. But always the big announcement, Russians did it. And again, I'm not a Russophile, never been to Russia. But I've studied history, and I know the Russians can barely keep Soros from taking them over. They're just like us. They have got. They're just like us. They've got globalists. They've got leftists. They got pedophiles trying to take over. They got devil worshippers. Except Putin says we're fighting devil worshipper child molesters. We're fighting George Soros, who's a Satanist, because they are. And that's why they go mm. the Russians. That's why Hollywood hates Russia, because the globalist had Russia on its knees, sucking their blood for 75 years, and now they don't get to do that as much. Russia is at least fighting back. Russia's not free of these people. Neither are we. The hacking is all deep state globalist. It's all J.P. Morgan Chase. It's all Goldman Sachs. It's, it's, they are directing the Chinese, and they're beta testing, totally shutting us off. I mean, we're in trouble because it's the Islamics with communist China, the EU, Hollywood, the blue cities, the blue states, the UN, all against America and Russia. And that means the American people and the Russian people and the Brazilian people. We got Hungary, Romania, Czech Republic. Man, you turn on their TV. Man, let me tell you, on Russian TV, on Czech TV, on Polish TV, guess who's on their TV every day? Me. <laughs> and it's not because they listen to what I say. They know what I'm saying is true. Because they've been through it. They don't need me to tell them. They just hear me go, oh, yeah, he's right. Because they lived it. 
<laughs> wow. It's oh, true. The they lived it, man. They lived it. Yeah. They know. You talk to them, they know. I know enough people from there to know. But yeah. Know. I, I went, I've been to, to Romania. Um, and there's, uh, in the middle of one of the cities, there's like a, a statue. Um, I think it's, it's something to do with commemorating, I think, f- six or seven uh, people that died um, at the hands of police due to something to do with communism. I can't remember the exact. Yeah, when was it Petrescu or whatever his name was was taken out? Yeah, the like they took it. They, they took him. Two or something was it? Yeah, they dragged they dragged him out the the parliament. Took Did him his behind. His wife gets it, the helicopter or something, and she got away. Yeah, but, but like that man, they don't take any shit over there. They don't no. take any shit. Good not anymore as well. Real real good internet. Mm. I've uh, yeah. played with plenty of Russians online. <laughs> They're funny, man. See it more when you're sort of this further away and the servers are that much different. But um, it's all a bit, a bit chaotic out there at the moment. But w- what he's talking about the, the nations that are fighting back—that is the nation. Mm. That's us guys. We're the digital yeah. nation. We're the ones that are going to come up from the vanguard, toot the horn, and um, give it a toot go. The, toot the cock. The cockerel sings. Well, you know, yeah, that's it. Cock o'clock, baby. <laughs> Uh, this is Alex on the Chicom attack. This is all from that same broadcast in late May. Uh, but I mean, this is on. This is going down. It's already <laughs> happening <laughs> through proxies and, and, and between India and uh, Pakistan is, is the proxy war between us and China. And uh, it's not enough that the Chinese control Biden because they don't fully control the military industrial complex and a bunch of other interests. And China double crossed the globalist on multiple fronts. They're not doing the one child policy. They're, 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 they're expanding their military, not just dominating economic systems. And Biden can't serve them enough when he announces, hey, we won't build any of our own batteries. We'll only buy it from China. We won't let Americans mine. And I'll shut, and, and, and now Biden announced a plan to shut down 30 plus other big pipelines, giving the states the power to shut down existing pipelines and to give Whitmer the power to violate a U.S. treaty and shut off the main pipeline to the Midwest out of Canada. Oh. I mean, we are under chicom <laughs> attack. <laughs> all that's coming to light now. It's all the pieces yeah. are being moved. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I, I'll, August, I guess, uh, isn't it? August. Everyone says it's August the twenty-first or something. That's what I see on the old Q tards and the community. Oh, yeah. The Trump's coming back in August. Yeah, well, because I follow. Uh, they said it? April, um, though. I heard April first, and then General, I heard April fourth. General Flynn on Telegram. Like that's where you get your scoop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> He's there with loads of people just like, chatting away. Hey, maybe I Q's think... real and Alex Jones is the psyop telling everybody that Q's fake. Mm. <laughs> well, have, have you have you come across that on uh, No Agenda Social? Have you come across that other uh, that other tribe called it starts with Q? It's like Quorum Quorvden or something like that. But basically, all all of them are super into super into Trump and. Uh, oh, is it, it's a it's another like Mastodon instance, but it's all like yeah. people. I need to check that out. I'm sure that's really interesting. Yeah, I think um, Fletcher and Caroline jumped ship once because they was like, "We we should we should give up our space and no gender social. Let other people in. We can do this. We can go. We can flow around." And um, they tried it, and they came back with the towels between their legs. And they were like, <laughs> oh, "This is not good for anyone. Stay where you are, people." Yeah, I know the people on Gitmo, <laughs> Dot Life, and ITM slaves. 
They're like, oh, yeah. Because I had a, pup, a couple people join up and they can't figure out how to talk to, <laughs> how to get like a no agenda feed. Yeah. Mm. Kind of tough. You just have there to follow. There should be just a follow everybody. all button. That's all yeah. you need. You follow all and then you just, you're, they're into that home timeline. I don't want to give people ideas again, but I just gave people ideas. <laughs> um, it's called that other, that other um, Mastodon's called Social Quad Verum or something like that. Yeah, but it's super super uh, patriotic and everything. It's interesting, but some of the stuff some of the people come out with are it's pretty crazy. I like it though. Yeah, well, right, I got you know. I got three clips left. This is biotech. That's what you're now hearing breaking on ABC News that it was five viruses and six inserts. And here it is. Fauci emails reveal damage control, scrambling at Zero Hedge Spotlight's man-made COVID-19 theory. It's not a theory. It's a proven fact. They were funding it, the exact viruses. They were testing it to then force the world on a vaccine that would then actually kill you. And Fauci funded it in China, in, in Texas, in North Carolina, uh, in, all over the world. He did the illegal stuff, and we have all the emails now. It's all coming out. You see, if you're going to launch a bio attack, you better be in control of the UN. You better be in control of the NIH. You better be in control through Bill Gates of all the health services so you can cover it up. And you better have big tech censor everybody or your ass is going to prison under the Nuremberg Code. If you're tried and convicted, you get walked up to the gallows pole. Email researcher who funded Wuhan lab admitted to manipulating coronavirus thanked Fauci for covering up lab leak. <laughs> mm. I love the little chair scoot right at the end after he laughs. Like he hears chair scoot backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts his hands uh, up in the air. He's like, "That's yeah, it." Yeah. <laughs> Who's above the law? That's the that's the mm. Are the law above the law? Is what is the law? Have people what is the law? the law? Well, hopefully, we'll hear Fauci singing "I fought the law and the law won" pretty yeah. soon. Mm. He gets that, to lay the law down. To go back to the to the like the Eastern Eastern Europe again, like in terms of the, that, that's that's what they did in Romania. And like the their prime minister was thought it was above the law, so the people took him out, dragged him out of the parliament, took him behind the, the parliament building, and shot him. So <laughs> I mean, we're not advocating for this, but uh, you know, Iceland they just arrested all the bankers. Oh yeah, Iceland. Good yeah, them. yeah. Nice place uh, to go, some countries, some countries do it right, and I think it's a case of it's just a big experiment. Like, let's do it right over here really and crush it out. To be fair, because corruption is just corruption. Yeah, it's part. It's a human trait, sadly. Uh, maybe okay, this is this one's real long, but this is worth it because this is like a history lesson you're not really going to get from most mm. other anywhere else, really. Uh, this is succinct and calm explanation part one. So let me as succinctly and calmly as I can explain what's currently happening. There was a project of the British Empire that was collapsing at the end of World War II to merge with the United States. The project had already been begun in earnest in 1922 with the establishment of the Council on Foreign Relations and a Cecil Rhodes plan for private corporate world government where the nation states collapse into a world government. Communist China at the end of World War II had a chance to have a nationalist government in that would have built them up and industrialized them and been freer. The CIA, newly minted in 1947 by British intelligence, British intelligence founded the CIA with 
Yale Skull and Bones members who are also Anglophiles, they set up what is now currently the, the world order. They put Mao Zedong into power in 49. They betrayed Shane Kai-shek and the nationalists and made them evacuate to Hong Kong. And then, of course, some of them to Taiwan. Mao was put in power. They killed over 100 million of their own people. They carried out eugenics operations. They carried out every horrible thing you can imagine. David Rockefeller oversaw it with Mao, praised Mao, uh, and helped set up his system. Wrote New York Times editorials about it all. Then by the 70s, they publicly opened up China and made public the deal that had always been there. MacArthur was stopped from defeating the communist Chinese at the end of the Korean War, and the armistice that was signed, the ceasefire that's still ongoing to this day. Fast forward to the middle of Obama. The Chinese communists had so infiltrated things that even Goldman Sachs decided to just go with the Chinese model now. The CFR praised the Chinese century. The only agreement was China would not expand its military outside the South China Sea in its direct area and would, and, and would control rare earth minerals and control world manufacturing. About nine years ago, halfway into Obama's term, that it was clear the Chinese totally double-crossed the whole world government plan that was supposed to bring peace and all this, but it never was. These guys always double-cross. Go back to World War II, World War I, it always happens. Hitler and Stalin had a deal, and then that, of course, broke up a few years into the war with Operation Barbarossa. Because Hitler knew Stalin was planning a sneak attack, but that's another, another report. The globalists have been exploiting China, using it to dominate the whole planet economically. China agreed in the 70s to a one-child policy of eugenics to depopulate if they were given this, this dominance position. Starting again nine years ago, they say we're getting rid of the one-child policy. They fully get rid of it five years ago. Then they start announcing we just need to have more Chinese and totally dominate. If we all just have two kids, we'll dominate the world. The rest of the world is in declining population numbers. The average Western mm. country has 1.4 replacement for every two adults, which is a collapse level. China then officially last week announced three children and incentives to have three children. Russia also has incentives to even have one or two. So they're getting off the eugenics death cult. They're saying no to the carbon taxes. They're not going along with the new world order. They want it for themselves and their own brand of new world order. So, so the Chinese are aware of this. They've decided mm -hmm. like the Russians to not commit suicide. And so Bill Gates and Fauci, because of Trump and the nationalism and Bolsonaro and others came to them and said, listen, we know how to get them in line. We have Operation Lockstep. Event 201 is ready to launch it. Uh, Crimson Contagion. Here's the battle plan for a three-year plan to bring in world government, with China as the model, with our corporations at the head of it. We're ready to double-cross everybody. We are in with you. And then later, Gates said that in the news. I'm with China. Fauci said China's great. America's bad. You know, America should never reopen. I mean, they showed their China file. They made their move. They jumped too quick. Or maybe they're going to win. We're in the middle of it now. This is, this is everything you're hearing right now. This is, it. this is it, folks. This is the enchilada, the big one. The big one. <laughs> wow. What I thought that was a great landscape of the current situation, and I liked how he brought it back to the origins of the CFR and, and Rockefeller yeah. helping Mao's rise in China. In. Mm. So those dominoes getting knocked over. Those ones yep. I was talking about, someone else is playing that same game, guys. Good old Cecil Rhodes as well. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I've got to go. I've had something pop up. So I'm going to shoot, but um, it's been cool hanging with you. That's all good. Uh, I got one clip and uh, Madchuck yeah, and I'll wrap it. But uh, yeah. thanks for hanging, Mr. Gwoof, the King of Kent. Yeah, good Lovely talking to you, Mr. Cock. It was great. Just the one Madchuck. We're in the See fold. you later on, man.
In the morning. In the morning, morning. indeed. Thank you for your courage, guys. Remember that. We're part of the nation. The new world order is here. It's ready to stay. And we're going to take worldalism over and globe blow us those other douchebags out of here because that's what the Great Reset's (laughs) all about. It's about our reset. We press reset, not them. There's more of Mm. us than them. Hell yeah. God bless you, Mr. Good. Welcome to the cock. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Happy 4th. Happy America's birthday. Four seven twenty one. So, yeah, I got this last clip, and uh, we're going to be able to make it out of here before No Agenda starts after all. Hell yes. The real show. The best show, the best podcast in the universe, everybody. True. It's true. And so they already had a bunch of these. Oh, sorry. This is succinct. Calm and ex- this is succinct and calm explanation part two. Last one. <laughs> and so they already had a bunch of these viruses cooked up that they own, they control, that would kill a bunch of old people and kill folks that were uh, didn't have high levels of vitamins and minerals. It would create a bunch of fear, and then they could control it because they ran the NIH, they ran the WHO, the Chinese were involved. They had this no man's land multinational lab with all this level four weapons development. That was illegal in the U.S. and other areas going on. But so the Chinese wouldn't get nuked. They made a deal and they said, "Okay, you run it. Fauci runs it. Bill Gates runs it. We'll have the military there overseeing it. But it's your project. So you can't release it, double cross us and then go to war with us because they're not stupid. They can see the 3D chess. So in December of last year, they launched the attack. Do it while there's some U.S. troops in town. It's a plausible deniability to blame them start incubating it around the planet to create fear, then hype it up, then pay people to stage passing out and dying to create extra hysteria. Our media keeps us locked down. They never really locked down. They get double and triple the finances. All the jobs move back there. They win the trade war. The Democrats announce we'll never reopen. The EU announces they're never reopening. Canada announces they're never reopening. Australia announces they're never reopening. As I told you, they would. They let, they let off for a while. They clamp right back down. And so now because America is saying, we know you did it and we're getting ready to burn Fauci and burn Gates and there are better patriots now moving in and understanding that, 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 that it's either that or the end of America and total globalist domination and a new dark age and siege where we never reopen. We have a total societal collapse with Arab race wars in Europe and the UK and then black on white race war here as the cover screen for our total collapse and then a new Marshall Plan with UN troops here taking all the guns. A lot of the globalists believe they can win the war. A lot of other smarter ones know there'll be a civil war. They'll probably lose with a lot of war games showing patriots retake the United States and then launch a real war against them. So that's really what's going on right now. It's like a Mexican standoff, and it couldn't be more dangerous. Um, Got to lay off the weed. I think that's a fantastic... uh, a fantastic breakdown of just what's currently happening on the world stage. I'll tell you this. This is not going to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, but I love Alex, man. He's a national treasure. And uh, yeah, for your consideration, Infowars.com. I remember yeah. Bimrose, Bimrose was like, Alex always has commercials, except in his podcast version, they cut out all the breaks. So there's no commercials. Mm. But um, Bimrose was like, said something along the lines of, well, InfoWars will never be on the no agenda stream, but because of abs and a six pack, it it's kind of already is on the no agenda. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll it's as that. close as it could be. Yeah, <laughs> close as it could be. Uh, but yeah, nah, I think Alex it's so is... funny that we brought the same uh, on stream show. That's 
keeps happening. It, 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 it's quite an obscure one as well, actually. It was um, yeah, synchronicities abound on the on misinformed nation. Something's going on. Hell yeah, man! The, some so many of the clips actually end up syncing up anyway. Stuff about Alex Jones and then what those guys on Revelations were talking about as well. Even even the things that uh, Dvorak and um, JCD touched on about the, the tuna and stuff like that, and and like all yeah. the corrupt things that are happening within the financial market. It's all the same, man. Yeah. It all Crazy. interrelates. There are no coincidences. No. Well, yeah, man. Thanks I, for. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out on the episode and. Uh, that was a pleasure. Episode seven, man. And thanks to Gloof, the King of Kent, for. Uh, the King of Kent. For being here as long as he was. And coming at you from East Tennessee, I've been Sir Sir Seat Sitter. And uh, from a uh, slightly rainy, slightly sunny Glasgow, I've been Mad Chuck. Archetype, whatever, it's evil aliens want to get us. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, you're saying that. The point is, is that it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. They want to abort planet Earth, they want to play God, they want everything ugly, they want to mutate every species. They might as well be, you know, whatever from the ninth dimension because they're that anti human. The elites say they're a new species, they say they're splitting off from us, they say we have come in peace. Your firearms. Go back to sleep now. Go to sleep by your pod. When you awaken, there will be no more pain. We are colonizing your planet. I mean, I think they might be aliens. I think David, I might be right. Ah, that's so freaky. Get these people out of my life. But that's the kind of stuff I never even get into because you're not ready for it. Globalists, they're contacting interdimensional aliens through the drug use and through the electronic interface. And that's why they're so crazy. That's why they want to get rid of us. That's why they're smiling and giddy and acting so nuts. Because they blast off into hyperdimensional space. And that gets pretty David Icke, one of the big secrets of the elite. That's pretty amazing. Say hello to the fam. Big kisses. Like, yuck. I didn't need to see that.